You're listening to the Vendo Podcast. Welcome back to another Vendo Podcast. I'm excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking about uh, something that a lot of people aren't discussing these days, and that's the paid advertising platform on the world's largest retailer, Walmart.com site. So very happy to have Geffen, who manages all of our marketplace media buying for Vendo. And welcome back again, Corey Betts, who leads our Walmart.com team. So welcome, guys. Thanks so Thanks, much, Aaron. Yeah, so excited to dive right in. Obviously, this is a topic that um, is would probably be a little bit new for a lot of our audience. There's um, you know a different platform compared to Amazon and some other marketplaces out there. Corey, if you want to talk about a little bit of the genesis of how this all came about and how Walmart started letting you do your own ads and self-service and paid, uh, give our audience a little bit of insight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so prior to any sort of you know external group, uh, or excuse me, prior to an internal group, it was all external. So Triad Media uh, managed any sort of on-site marketing with Walmart. You always had the opportunity to engage the category specialist and the person you're working with on the day-to-day.com responsibilities for your business. But then Walmart made a, a business strategy to pivot, and so they brought all of their media buying in-house, and so now it's Walmart Media Group. And so that group is the uh, point person that helps you coordinate your on-site marketing efforts. There's still some advantages to working with your category specialist to still execute some manual site placement, but they've rolled out a uh, just an automated and manual cost-per-click campaign that may be uh, familiar to a lot of folks with Amazon, but it's, it's still in its infancy and it's not as robust or as detailed as uh, some other uh, platforms that most of our clients would be familiar with. Yeah, uh, and interesting you mentioned Triad. You and I were talking about this last week. Uh, looks like they're actually going out of business now because Walmart was their largest client uh, after they right. sold. So interesting to see how the tides are changing and Walmart's following suit with Amazon by bringing it in-house which is right. good because it shows that they're investing in the platform and giving sellers and brands and companies alike the opportunity to really grow their business on the platform. So it's good to see. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about, they've, they've recently partnered with a couple of uh, third parties to help provide some additional insights and tools, One, some of which Geffen will cover. Uh, any thoughts or insights on that? Yeah, absolutely. And just more context on that. So at Triad to Walmart Media Group, to a self-service platform, and then Walmart acknowledged that there could be potential partners to help enhance and make that platform more robust, and that's what you're referring to. So Walmart currently has four technology partners. Those are Flywheel, Tikometrics, Kinshu, and PackView. And you know we had the opportunity to meet with each of those companies, and for our clients and our business, we chose to partner with PackView. We feel like they really gave us a competitive advantage in this particular space. And they've got a lot of really great data and insights to help us win and sell more at Walmart.com. Yeah. So with that, Geffen, do you want to talk a little bit, show, share your screen and show some of the placements and talk about the tool and, and how we can help manage that for our clients? And Yeah, and absolutely. So I'll go ahead and share my screen. And while I'm doing that, Corey, it's a, it's a good point you made. You know, um, uh, Walmart kind of knew that they were in their, um, their uh, in infancy with this, with this program. So they contracted experts. and. I know all four of those platforms have vast experience with running ads and uh, managing ads on uh, Amazon. So we're, Walmart's getting a good head start um, by contracting these um, platforms. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over kind of the back end of Walmart advertising, 
show, show you guys where those ads show up usually, and then talk about how the PacsView tool that we use um, kind of enhances our uh, competitive edge, as Corey said, and gives us actually a lot more capability than the Walmart platform itself gives us. So and, this is and, the Walmart. Um, and, and, and Geffen, sorry to interrupt you, yes, but just to reiterate for our audience, you know, it says sponsored products, which a lot of people are familiar with from a terminology standpoint. But once again, these are WPAs, Walmart performance ads uh, is the term you'll hear most likely if you're engaging with Walmart on this platform. Correct. So as you can see, those who are uh, familiar with advertising on uh, Amazon, this is a little bit more simple. Um, so this is the Walmart kind of homepage uh, as far as the back end goes. And we are currently in the process of setting up campaigns. But as, as you can see, there's essentially only four metrics that they measure. Um, and there's campaigns up here and then keywords here. So th this is essentially V1 for Walmart as far as uh, rolling this, this platform out goes. They have handed that task over to um, PacView and Kenshu and uh, the likes to kind of build it out in their dashboard. And we'll get there in a sec. But when we do run uh, WPAs, they show up across the board. So Currently, actually, Walmart has um, homepage search ads paused. I think they're doing some updates. Um, but they would show up kind of how they do on um, Amazon. So we've got this headline search banner here that um, shows up much bigger than on Amazon and clearly is much more um, you know, robust. And then as you scroll down, usually there would be a couple of sponsored product slots here, here, the same as Amazon. And as you scroll down throughout the page, they would show up. One fundamental difference is Walmart seems to be trying out various placements. If you advertise on Amazon, you know that the top row has between three and four sponsored product slots here. Uh, Walmart actually has opted, at least for now, to put you know, one here, one here, and kind of drop them throughout the page. So they're still in their testing days. I don't know if they're going to land somewhere, but I do know that um, it doesn't look necessarily the same as it does on um, Amazon. Now, when you click on a product page, there's essentially two areas on the page that uh, those ads are going to show up. The first of which is right here on, under the buy box. Um, and Amazon also does have this placement. And then way below the fold and below the uh, enhanced content is a list of sponsored products here that you can show up. As you can see, I don't know uh, how baby dolls um, have to do with uh, hoverboards, but um, you know they. It, it is a work in progress. And currently, those are essentially the three main placements that Walmart has uh, available, which is the search page here and then down here as well. Um, and in order for us to really maximize that uh, capability, we go over to PackView. And as you can see pretty uh, instantly, there, this is a much more robust platform than the uh, Walmart backend. So we get essentially all the data that we need or want. And on the right-hand side here, there's a ton more metrics that we can bring into the fold. So month over month, platform, page, um, uh, performance, keywords, all of this can show up on the homepage. And what this really uh, allows us to do is twofold. Number one, you know, we are a marketplace um, agency, so we can leverage this data and bring it over to Amazon. If we see keywords that are working, if we see you know, metrics that we like or um, campaign setups that are working well, even though it isn't a one-to-one -one comparison, this data can flow both ways between Walmart and um, Amazon. And we're able to leverage that data, especially when we have uh, reporting as uh, robust as this. 
And the structure for those familiar with advertising on, uh, on uh, Amazon is a little bit different, but mostly the same. We've got campaigns, ad groups, keywords, and then items are like SKUs, um, and then search term reports as well. And Walmart has a couple of minimums that they require, so it doesn't exactly work as seamlessly as it does on uh, Amazon. You have to get approved, and that's, that's, that's not a hurdle um, as, as far as you know, actually getting approved goes, but it does take about a week to get approved onto the platform, and once you are, then you have a profile for your brand set up, and you can start running campaigns. Walmart does have a minimum for their campaigns, which is a $100 a day spend minimum and $1,000 per campaign minimum as well. I assume that's gonna change as time goes on and as more people start to advertise, but I think on their end, they need the, um, the data to be able to justify um, kind of the changes that they're making, as well as obviously the actual, uh, the actual uh, uh, cash inflow. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have five campaigns with five $100 minimums. Whereas on Amazon, you can set up multiple campaigns with campaign types. Here, if budget is of concern to you, you can just run ad groups within those campaigns that are different, um, and you can uh, achieve mostly the same goals. Uh, so the structure is relatively similar when you go over to campaigns. Um, you're seeing the same thing that you're seeing on Amazon sales, ROAS, spend, uh, et cetera. Um, and those, those data points, PackView has taken, I know that they do a lot of advertising for um, Amazon, so they've taken essentially the top K KPIs from Amazon and they've brought them into Walmart. So as, as far as reporting goes, um, as far as the data that you're looking at, um, you shouldn't see too much of a difference in terms of the actual search, uh, excuse me, uh, term, terminology than, than you would on Amazon. Um, so that's a general overview, Darren and Corey, of kind of the PackView tool on the surface. Um, it does also offer um, a lot of different uh, performance features, like it can do AI uh, op optimization, which you know we can put in a target ROAS or target spend, and it will actually optimize for us. One of the biggest differences between Amazon and Walmart, as far as the bidding goes, is Walmart. It, Walmart's bidding structure, their 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 auction format, isn't as robust. In that, if you're bidding, let's just call it two dollars, and uh, another brand is bidding one dollar. Walmart isn't going to give you the next highest bid over one dollar, aka one dollar and one cent. They'll actually bid. They they'll actually charge you two dollars per click, whatever you're bidding, as long as you're the <laughs> highest bidder. Um, so good one on, of the good best. Good on them for trying to good on good them. Good on them. Yeah, yeah. Might as well squeeze, squeeze us for the can. Well, PackView figured that out early on, and one of the things that they put in there with this, um, with this a with this uh, a, a excuse me a, a uh, wow excuse me AI tool, um, <laughs> is they uh, they actually optimize your bids for you. So they see where the bid is being won and they'll lower that to a dollar and one cent or maybe a dollar and 50 cents uh, and save you some cash there. So, you know, PackView's taking these things into account. And that's why what I was saying in the beginning where the PackView tool actually allows us to do more than the Walmart tool does itself. Um, and we're able to differentiate ourselves and have that uh, advantage uh, because of tools like this. 
So that's the gist of the PackView tool. Uh, I guess we can broaden the conversation out, Darren, to how this compares in terms of performance with Amazon and in terms of what's in store for Walmart, Corey. Yeah, but before we do, a couple of things, Kevin. One, if you go back to just the Walmart link that you had there, the advertising, yes. Um, just for our viewers who aren't familiar with setting up a campaign, if you just go to campaigns um, sure in the middle thing. there, and just in terms of setting up or creating a new campaign, it's pretty straightforward if you go to create new campaign and I'm just kind of walking through the steps to show people sure. here. Absolutely. Um, you know, you can do auto bidding, then you hit next, right? Um, naming the campaigns, very similar to what we do on Amazon. Feel free to, to jump in here, uh, Geffen or Corey and, and walking through some of the steps. I know, Corey, do you want to walk through some of the steps here? No, that's it. You're, you're just about complete. So after yeah. next here is the ad group and the ad group is driven by the Walmart item ID. And so every item is assigned a, an item ID. It's very similar to an ASIN uh, on the Amazon side. And that's it. You're off to the races. The yep. campaign's in, enabled. It's live. The data uh, takes about 40 hours is the lag time. Wow. And uh, Geffen can jump in on the key difference there between Walmart and Amazon is that if somebody on the 41st hour actually had engaged on that ad previously, but then came back to buy, you're not going to get credit for the sale. So yep. That's it's, it's not as helpful, I guess, <laughs> uh, as it is on the Amazon side as far as, you know, Finding the, the true impactfulness of that ad, mm -hmm. knowing that people yeah. seeing that today, they don't have to necessarily buy instantaneously. They could actually come back and buy several days later. And Corey, what, what have you seen for some of our clients in terms of some of the ads performance-wise, just from a summary level? So uh, Walmart has traditionally done very well in general merchandise. Uh, that, that's the foundation of the company. So I guess it makes sense that also digitally it, it does extremely well with toys, sporting goods, electronics, hardware, right? Uh, so not uncommon to see a 30 Roas. Uh, it really has a lot to do with not a lot of competition in the space currently as not all suppliers are as knowledgeable or understanding of this particular tool. So the current... Um, costs per click are relatively low, especially compared to Amazon. And I yeah. think that's a great call out, Corey. Sorry, Darren, one sec. Uh, I think that's a great call out um, in that while people have always said that the, I mean, obviously the, the actual dollars in revenue that you're doing on Walmart is let's call it between 10 and 20% of what you're doing on Amazon, um, given current uh, updates and with, with, with COVID and everything. Um, the ROAS and the return on your investment, because the cost per click is so low, um, makes it a worthwhile investment. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I was going, Kevin. That's, you guys are making some great points here because I don't think a lot of our audience members are aware, but on Amazon, Kevin, you can speak to this. If we get a six or seven times ROAS, like that's phenomenal, it's right? Phenomenal. Typically low A cost percentage. On Walmart, like you said, we've seen the 30, you know, 35. These are actual numbers we've seen. Yep in terms of a ROAS for our clients. So definitely something for people to take advantage of. Uh, please, Geffen, continue to speak to how uh, relating to Amazon. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, so you know, Corey, Corey hit the nail on the head there. On the, uh, head there. It's, it's, it's that Amazon advertising is still a juggernaut. It's still incredibly powerful. You can still grow and succeed 
on Amazon through, through ads with a new brand. Absolutely. The competition has become very fierce and cost per clicks. I know that in the past two years, um, they've gone up by uh, multiples in some uh, categories. And Walmart is Walmart advertising. I mean, in terms of its functionality is where Amazon was about 10 years ago. But in terms of their cost per click, this is like the, you know, the golden age of, um, of uh, Amazon, uh, like five or six years ago when, you know, you could run ads at a 10% ACOS and drive an immense amount of sales because the cost per click is so low. So we're really tapping into that um, and saying, yeah, sure, there might be less revenue on Walmart, but it's highly uh, profitable as well. So I'd say that's the main fundamental difference is the cost per click and the traffic while they're at odds with one another, it still justifies the spend there. Um, and also a major difference is that Walmart advertising their, um, their, you know, actual, uh, functionality isn't nearly as robust as, uh, Amazon. So Amazon's algorithm obviously is, is, is incredibly mature. So they are placing smart ads in smart places. Um, I don't necessarily know for certain the extent to which Walmart is doing that. Are they taking customer uh, demographic into uh, consideration? I know Amazon has started doing that. Um, a lot of Amazon's ads are smart ads now. They're showing to different people at different times, especially across different platforms. Um, Walmart doesn't, isn't there yet. So it's still essentially strictly a keyword-based investment where you, you know that your, your product is going to show up for that keyword. And there are pros and cons to that. Um, but I think that, you know, we should level set the expectations in that, you know, Amazon has had billions, I mean, who knows, maybe even hundreds of billions of searches at this point that they can optimize with. Um, and Walmart is getting there. So it's definitely getting smarter. And I think Corey can speak to that, that, you know, with your uh, connections inside of Walmart, you know that they are that this is a big push for them, and they are taking that data seriously. So I think with time, we're going to see Walmart start approaching the level of Amazon. I don't know what that, that time frame looks like. Could be a year, could be five years. Um, but I do know that it is Walmart's goal to eventually get to a point where Walmart ads are a serious uh, revenue driver for them. Yeah, absolutely. Just to add on to that, uh, Walmart e-commerce is currently unprofitable and a lot of the reason for that is just heavy investments in infrastructure whether that be people or technology or even on the store side just getting the stores uh built for pickup and uh one thing that's important to note about what we're talking about is is this is uh for the dot-com side of the platform it's not currently for the grocery side of the platform uh, but it all has to be coming soon. Um, this is definitely going to be a major profit driver for Walmart, much like Amazon Media Services is for Amazon. So the expectation would be, uh, especially from Vendo's perspective, would be we're going to be on, on, continuous on the forefront, especially in this particular subject, as we know it's going to rapidly change and we need to be on the, the cutting edge of everything that's happening. And that's how we've made a big point of, you know, getting in now and signing on with PackView because we are going to grow with the platform right. and we're going to be at the forefront as, as uh, you said, and, and, and we're going to make sure that, you know, whatever Walmart comes out with and more importantly, whatever data we gather, we use to our benefit. Um, and if we're first in class there, then we become best in class. And, and that's really is the goal. And I think that we've already set a great uh, precedent and we're off on, and we're off to the right start. 
Yeah, so, so this has been great. Uh, thanks, Kevin and Corey, for a lot of these insights. Are there any key takeaways you guys want to just kind of re-sum up there for our audience before we break? Corey, anything? Yeah, I think it's, it's important to really highlight that everything we've touched on so far is that dot-com side of the, of the site. So when we talk about Walmart e-commerce, it's actually multifold. Um, so it's traditional. I bought something off the internet. It's going to ship to my house. And there's also the, I can now have my groceries delivered to my house. And when I mean groceries, I actually mean everything in the box. It's just for lack of a better word. Uh, but also I can also elect to pick up in the, um, mm -hmm. the parking lot of my local store. And so that site or that side of the site, the self-service functionality uh, is not available yet. It's going to be coming soon and it's going to have just a, even that much more of an impact as we know, you know, Walmart um, brick and mortar, how vast that business is and, and how quickly people have adopted this yep. click and collect technology because of COVID everything's just going to accelerate really, really fast. And it's just really, really important to stay on top of everything as it's moving. And, you know, that's what Vendo's here to do. We're, we're certainly passionate about this and, and love having these conversations. So just yeah. know that, you know, that uh, we're a reliable resource for everything that we're seeing and touching and, and uh, living every day with our clients and with walmart.com. Yeah. And one, and one final call out there too, Corey is, um, you know, we talked about some of the negative differences between Amazon and Walmart uh, today, but I think that, you know, exactly what you said is that uh, ability to leverage e-commerce against their brick and mortar uh, capabilities um, offers huge uh, potential in the future. So I think that this is the very beginning of Walmart advertising. And I think that they have a lot of potential to bring in grocery, to bring in pickup, to bring in, um, in-store uh, in store sales as well from online ads. So I think that there's a lot to come and hopefully we'll be having more of these uh, podcasts as more features come out and they're worth talking about. Um, yeah, so I think that there's a lot in store. Yeah, on that point, Jeff, and uh, just to be clear to our audience, uh, whilst we have engaged and are partnering with Backview to, to initially try this out, Vendo does believe in testing and trying all and uh, many tools out in the marketplace. Absolutely. Kevin can attest to this. Over the years, we have tested AI technologies on the Amazon side. Um, we're doing the same thing now, best practices for our walmart.com division. Uh, so as he said, more to come in terms of results, performance, uh, whether we see new tools engaging in the marketplace, we always want to stay on top of the latest and greatest of what's happening there. So yep. um, some great, uh, great insights and information there. So appreciate that, guys. Uh, Geffen, if people want to reach out to you, how can they get a hold of you? Sure. It's my email, Geffen at VendoCommerce. That's G-E-F-E-N at VendoCommerce.com. Thanks. And Corey? Yep. Same. K-O-R-E-Y at VendoCommerce.com. Awesome. Yeah, reach and out as with any always, questions. I'm sorry, Geffen. Go ahead. We keep stopping. Oh, I was just going to say reach out with any questions, with anything. We are open 24-7. <laughs> Love it. 25, seven as I like 25, to say. eight. Sorry. There you go. Exactly. So thanks for joining guys. Uh, as always, please check out our website, uh, vendocommerce.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and uh, remember protect your brand and sell more. Thanks for joining us.